Shut up and sit down. Hi, I'm Corbin. And I'm Katie. And we are the, the Badger, Badger Bonds. Two best friends adventuring through the world of lady stuff, one episode at a time. We don't give medical advice, and we don't seek for anyone other than ourselves. We're just recording conversations we'd be having at bars anyway. Ooh. Hey. Hello. What's it, up, bros? Nothing. It's the Tuesday... Before Thanksgiving, yeah, and uh, we're today. We're not in the bunker today. We're we're not. We're in the College of Medicine. It's we are. extra extra quiet because all of the students are away, except the for baby students. Except, I, except for you guys and yeah. me. I realized um, this week that this is the first Thanksgiving I'll have since I started medical school that I won't have to do homework over thanksgiving yeah she was talking to me when she picked me up from the airport she's like i like i'm really bored in iowa city when i don't have to study for anything <laughs> i was gonna, like wow that sounds awesome at some point in this life you will reach a point where you can make your own decisions about what to do with your life at that particular moment and and when i say no homework i mean like in the past the past three years i've had not just homework but a lot of yeah. homework like take an hour off to eat with my family right a lot of homework so yeah. it feels nice it is nice but also boring yeah well. i was so bored today i didn't know what to do with myself it's like my only day home in the past two weeks and then a future month and i texted corbin i was like i'm so bored i don't know what to do <laughs> i was like i don't want to pack again or unpack again <laughs> Every time I come home, I just have so many errands to do, and I'm just... And for some reason, I decide to start cleaning out my closet. I have no idea yep. why. I know that life. Yeah, I, like, vacuumed my whole house today. It was weird. I, I was hate like, vacuuming. Like, Corbin, you have so much crap going on. Why don't you reorganize your life completely? <laughs> Perfect. Yeah, I um, actually forgot it was Thanksgiving this week until I was texting my friend Holly, and I was like, oh, you know, like, how was your weekend? And she's like, oh, just preparing for the week, and she works for herself, and so she, like, can take whatever days off. So she, like, since it's a holiday this week, will, like, work three really long days on Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, and then take Thursday and Friday off. And so I was, like, thinking in my head, I was like, why are you preparing for, like, a long week? And then I realized, oh, yeah, it's Thanksgiving this week, because I, like, legit, I could not tell you the date. I can barely tell you the day of the week, and I, like, have no concept of time, because, like, I've been on the East Coast and, like, East time, Eastern time and Central time so often that I, like, legit don't know what time it is ever. Like, my body is just, like, doesn't know anything. And I just, like, I'm, like, when's the next interview? That's all I, like, need to know is, like, <laughs> how do I get there and when do I need to be there? Yeah, man. I It took me a while. I've had to ask myself what day it was several times today. Yeah, me too. I've, I'm also playing the risky game of buying uh, airline tickets two weeks ahead of time. Oh, I've Or one week. So it's, it's going well. Yeah. Yeah. I was um, really... As in risky as in you might not be able to get As in you get pay you a want. lot of money oh, yeah. for them. Although I did find a really cheap flight today. Oh, nice. Granted, I had to take a mega bus from here to Omaha to get it and make the car thing work, but it's fine. Hmm. It's going to be great. Totally Wi-Fi. Free Wi-Fi on the yeah, mega bus. Yeah, it's true. I can write on my thinking <laughs> I've notes. never... Is, is it... I've never been on a mega bus i haven't either. I, I imagine 
basically a really shitty experience with Wi-Fi. Uh, I've been on a Megabus from Omaha to Chicago. Um, from Omaha, when we got to Des Moines, which is about the halfway point, um, one of our fellow passengers was arrested off the Megabus for public <laughs> intoxication. Nice. <laughs> he had been taking Jaeger shots since we left Omaha, fun fact. Well, look, if you're going to take a bus a significant distance, you should do some well. Jaeger shots. Yeah, it's true. That sounds horrible to me. One, because Jaeger, and I really don't like Lagrash. Yeah, I don't like Jaeger either. Two, because I get motion sick as it oh, is. Oh, yeah, Corbs will, like, be throwing up, like, just smelling something <laughs> weird. <laughs> <laughs> At this point, like, I get... Flying has turned into something that's kind of miserable because I feel like, which is, I know, a controversial t- thing to say because everyone's like, I love traveling, which I do. <laughs> I do love to travel. I like to be in different places. Yeah. But... I hate traveling because I get so motion sick. All I have to do is step into an airport and I instantly feel nauseous because of the smell. And the second I step foot on that plane, it's like all over. It's terrible. Yeah. So when Corbs and I were traveling together, like it just, I felt so bad because like I do not get motion sick at all. And so like I, and I had never like, no one in my family does either. So I never like realized like what actual motion sickness was. And then like when I travel with Corbin, like, she like always had like she would always sit in the front seat which is fine like I don't mind because I don't get motion sick at all but I was like oh holy like she like was close to throwing up a ton of times I was like oh wow this is like a real thing like Mm -hmm. I didn't think that it was like a real thing until I traveled with her but she just got those little baby cochlear vestibular system and it just can't handle it can't handle it I know I um I used to get very motion sick as a child grown out of it thank god because it is fucking miserable (laughs) my motion sickness has gotten worse as I've gotten older Ugh. It got like this was back in the day. By the way, this was back in the day when it wasn't uncommon to ride in station wagons with the seats facing the other way. Mm-hmm. I, that would be I could never do that. Mm-hmm. So. Um, but I when okay, so apparently it was really bad when I was a baby because you know those like baby swings, the like <laughs> that mm-hmm. parents put their kids in to make them go to sleep. I couldn't ride in those because I would get sick when I was a baby. <laughs> Poor little Corbin. <laughs> little Corbin so just on sad. the like ride of death. Seriously? Also, the smell of gravel also makes me sick t- of because gravel? yeah, it's because of those circular swingy swings oh, at yeah. playgrounds or like I merry-go-rounds that have made me sick. So like I, I guess in my life I just associate smells very really strongly. Your olfactory, olfactory associations are going in overdrive. Yeah, yeah, they. I guess I just have a very strong olfactory memory. But so the gravel. Makes me sick. I don't. I'm not even aware of the smell of gravel, but now I'm gonna. I'm gonna go smell some gravel. It smells dusty. Yeah, it just smells dusty, really. Um, but I guess it was probably at its best when I was in high school. But honestly, I didn't travel that much. I was gonna say probably because you didn't travel very much. And yeah, it just got so. Are planes worse than cars? Planes are worse than cars. Okay, that's why. And cars can be. Depending on how the person is driving, yeah. Oh, yeah. sometimes they can be really bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, if I'm driving the car, it's not bad at all. Sure, right. sure. But that's, right. I think, standard. Yeah. Because um, you know what to expect. Right. I don't like how, it, when you're flying, I don't like how when they slow the plane down and when they throttle back, it feels like the plane is stopping. Oh, I love it. Oh, my gosh. The okay. only thing, the, the I used to be very actually very afraid of flying i fear flying for a while and i somehow i got over it so it couldn't have been that bad right mm-hmm. but i do like it when and maybe this is what helped when you have a plane where you can listen to the cockpit 
because although it's complete gibberish in the beginning, after a while, your brain, something happens in your brain and you can, you can start understanding what you're hearing. And so you, you know, you figure out, okay, this is my, that, that, that series of utterances, that means that, that is our flight. Mm-hmm. And the pilot just said something about, you know, changing flight levels. And that means he's going to do something. Oh, so you're prepared and for so, it. And so, okay, I'm ready. Gotcha. You can listen to the flight? On some, yeah, yeah you never, can. I don't know if it's common anymore. Is it like anymore. when you, like, plug in your earphones? Yeah. Like it, oh, I've yeah. never done that. They, it, it's, it, it seems to be, look for the planes that have the... Um, the different channels that you can listen yeah, to. Yeah, it's like a different radio channel, basically. Oh, right. I didn't even know that was a thing. Um, so I had like a very uh, turbulent flight. Where was it to? I don't remember where it was to. Maybe to Chicago this weekend, this last week. And it was the best. I seriously felt like I was on a roller coaster for like the last half hour of the nope, flight. Nope, and nope, I nope. love it. Nope. I like, it was so Nobody much fun. Nope, like, nope. We were like going up and down and I was Why? just like... It's, it wasn't like bad. It wasn't like shaky turbulence. It was like up and down. Like, I felt like a roller coaster. It was awesome. I Fuck loved it so much. that <laughs> noise. And then, okay. But I would be I, standing up screaming. Actually, okay, go ahead. The other thing about flying. So I have been on one, two, three, four, eight flights in the past week. And um, on one of them into Chicago, like at night, it was like, I could tell it was going to be a really rough landing because we were coming in like way too fast and it was really windy. And so I like put my hand on the seat in front of me, not to like, not because like I was moving at all, but just because I didn't like the guy next to me was like kind of standoffish. I didn't want to like be in his lap essentially. Mm -hmm. And I like put my hand up and he was like, do you fly often? And I was like, yeah. And he's like, I was like, it just feels like it's going to be a rough landing. And he was like, it's going to be fine. And then like when we got up, he was like after you sunshine and i was like fuck you i was like very annoyed i was like just because i like didn't want to like encroach on your personal space like forgive me like i'm not sunshine like i'm like flown more than you have in the past week i guarantee it like i was just like you're such an asshole like who says that and like just why like i don't understand i was just like okay whatever Hmm. some people's children i know right i'm just like whatever like, I don't know if you're trying to be cute or funny, but it's not working. You're neither cute nor funny, yeah, sir. Yes, sir. Anyway, and then also the other thing that cracks me up is, like, all the people who are in first class and you walk by and they're, like, on their phones and they're, like, talking about, like, okay. <laughs> I don't I know Corbin's seen Baby Mama, but Dave, have you seen Baby Mama? Mm-mm. There's a scene where Amy Poehler's, like, let's get some facts and figures, Barry, into the idea machine. <laughs> and that's, like, what I feel like when I'm listening to these people, like, business people talk on their phones on first class. Like, like you're in a plane. Like, do you really need to be on your cell phone? Like, That's the thing about flying in the middle of the week. You fly with a lot of, quote, unquote, very important men. Yeah, it's very annoying. <laughs> and it's, yeah, it's, like, okay, you can be off your phone. You don't need to have a headset. It's yeah. fine. But the like, best is when you see, like, old farmers or, like, old ladies in first class. Yeah. And I'm like, you deserve to be here. Right. I'm pretty yeah. sure. <laughs> I The most important person on a plane, the steward, the, the flight attendant. Yeah. I just watch that person like a hawk to mm-hmm. make sure that everything's going well yeah my cousin is a flight attendant he i'm sure they really take, like his job i'm sure they take classes really cool on things. how they, i'm sure they take yeah. classes on how not to not to betray their terror yeah <laughs> um from what i can tell and i don't really know because i haven't talked to him personally about it seems like a very rigorous training process yeah, oh, yeah. rigorous application process sure. so because well, imagine like the amount of clearance you have to have like you probably have to yeah. have a lot of background checks yep to yeah do that. for sure uh, anyway, so we just spent the last uh, 20 minutes talking about flying. <laughs> so 
minutes. That was good. Yeah. Well, 11 and a half minutes. Okay. Well, it felt like 20 minutes in podcast time. So anyway. <laughs> it was, yeah, 20 minutes so in podcast actually, time. You might want to go back in time you and double speed that I portion told, of the I told show. you that my brain cannot comprehend time right now. No. Also, you don't know podcast time? For me, for me, it's five minutes and 30 seconds because I listen to everything on double speed. So it's right. fine. Uh, <laughs> anyway, including my own voice. It definitely sounds better that way. Um, so if anyone thinks my voice is annoying, just double speed it. Yeah, it's perfect then. Well, when I used to edit in, uh, now Dave does our editing because we're because we're high maintenance. High maintenance, yeah. <laughs> but, I volunteered. Um, Come on, Dave did volunteer, but um, I would you know edit in double speed. But then when I would turn it back to single speed to make sure it sounded okay, You're like I my name yeah. is. I, well, we sounded drunk. Is yeah, what we it sounded. Yeah. <laughs> when I used to listen to lectures. Uh, so our lectures at Iowa are recorded on Panopto and I would like listen to them and if I ever got really bored I would turn it down to like 0.5 or 0.8 <laughs> speed because it's really fun to listen to your professor sound like they're drunk look if you if, if you're if you haven't met us in real life we and you listen on double speed uh, you we don't talk like that we so don't. if you meet us in person, please don't think poorly of us. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So on that note, like I listen to everything on double speed. Like it almost drives me nuts to watch YouTube videos on single speed. But like if I'm talking to someone in person, it does not bother me. No. But if I'm listening to something and someone's, except for like a TV show, then I'm more used to it. But like if I'm listening to a podcast and someone has it on single speed, it drives me crazy. Oh. I like get bored in between this words. Oh boy. It's weird. But, like, if I meet, like, okay, so, like, I went to the live show of my brother, my brother, and me this past weekend. Oh. Yeah, be jealous. Also, I forgot to tell Corbin this, but I saw Justin and Clint in the airport. Really? Yes. That's awesome. But they, like, left, so the Charleston, West Virginia airport is way too, is, like, really small, which is awesome when you're going through security, but it sucks when someone walks off the plane and walks out of the secure area and you can't talk to them in time. Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> I was, like, on the phone with Adam like and I was, like, and, like, the, the plane that I was on, like, landed and they walked off and I was, like, holy shit, that's Justin McElroy. That's so cool. <laughs> and he's like, go talk to him. And I was like, ah, he's out of secure area now. So anyway, um, but anyway, so like when I was watching the live recording of their show, like mm -hmm. it didn't bother me, like how slow they were talking. But like when I listened to it on like through my headphones, like on my podcatcher, like it drives me nuts. Okay. But anyway, anyway, it's weird. I don't listen to podcast double speed. Me neither. That's right. Uh, Already. Okay. So, so what are we going to talk about today? So we're actually talking about today, um, Thanksgiving, and by that I mean what was tomorrow in podcast time. Yeah. Um, but actually, we're talking about what the good parts about being a female or femme are. I know this one. Right. What's the answer? Dave? I don't. I'm not a woman. There's lots of different answers. Um, so we put a shout out on Twitter and Facebook for people to say what their favorite parts are. Um, so we'll be reading those, and we might. Who knows? It might spur some conversations. Should so. I go first and say mine? You can go first, yeah. Or should I go last? I'll go last because I don't have one. I'll yet. say first. <laughs> My favorite thing is the sisterhood. Yeah. I love the sisterhood. There's Same. just something about all of us in it together. Yeah. And we care about each other. And I feel like sometimes sexist people give women a bad rap for being catty and like hate mm -hmm. to have all there these is, women in a room i was gonna ask about like, this stereotype yeah. yeah i'd love to have all those women in a room i love the sisterhood like best place 2 a.m bar yeah bar bathroom girls room it's the most supportive place you've ever been it's hmm. true hmm. yep 
I so, have heard that. I uh, <laughs> never. I, of course, I've not experienced it because in the men's room we don't look at each other. Yeah, that's we're true. afraid to get a glimpse of each other's wangs. Yeah, which is stupid. But we don't have to worry about that. Yeah. In the girls. <laughs> it's, true. it's true. And if we did, it wouldn't be weird. Right. Yeah, no, because no. we're okay with our bodies. Because you're yeah. like, look, okay. Um, I don't well, know what I was going to say there. It's okay. It doesn't hurt, hurt our femininity for someone else to right. see us. Yeah. See us. Um, which, anyway. Okay, so well, going off of that, um, I'm going to read one. Uh, so Elizabeth Verhoof, my sister-in-law, um, I asked her what she loves about being a female, and she said, I love how kind girls can be to other girls out of nowhere. There are times where if they like some aspect of your apparel or makeup, they'll walk up and tell you that they like it without expecting anything in return. So the love and support one can get from women, even if they don't know you, is one of the things that makes me love being female. Which I think goes along with what Corpse I think I'm going to end up really jealous by the time this show is over. (laughs) You should be. All right. Uh, But you can can participate, though, you know? Okay, so what will... Okay. What? There's a lot to unpack there. Yeah. Do you want to? We can no, not yet. Oh, okay. Um, okay, so I'll read a couple of our funnier answers. So Casey McCleary, a classmate of ours, said, it's easier to get Tinder dates. Or if you want something serious, I'd say the cardioprotective effects of estrogen. <laughs> so <laughs> those are two good ones. Uh, yeah, I don't, I've never been on Tinder except for when I watched Corbin play Tinder. Um, play Tinder. I call it, it's like a video game. <laughs> um, anyway. It's Flappy Bird for the Not on Tinder scene, anymore. Yeah, I was going to say, Corbin's not on Tinder anymore. But when she was, it was very fun to like, I would predict if she was going to swipe right or left just based on the picture of the person. Okay. It was great. I was usually correct. Guns is a hard pass for me. <laughs> or a dead animal. <laughs> or a dead animal. <laughs> if you're holding a fish, Corbin's definitely going to swipe. Which way? Left? Which left. way is a bad yeah, way? Left. Swipe left. See, I don't even yeah. know. Yeah. I just don't need to see the dead, the animals that you've killed. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, and then another of our funny ones, uh, is it Terrell Jackson? You know this, Dave. Mm-hmm. She was on the... Okay, Terrell Jackson. She said, I love having the moral high ground. Ha, 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 ha. Just kidding. <laughs> Not really. Well, sort of. Maybe. <laughs> Which I just, like, love. Wow. <laughs> uh, but it is... I mean, it is good, but... Yeah. Again, there's a lot to unpack there. there. I don't lot. know how there's far... There's a lot to unpack there, yeah. I mean... Yeah. So, I know what she means. I do, too, yeah. But let's talk more about what she means yeah what does she mean well because we're an oppressed people yeah we have the moral high ground because right. we're we society you know oppresses us mm-hmm. yeah um, oh i guess there's not a lot to unpack there well i mean completely there is, unpacked there is i mean it's it's not to say that like the women are always right well, or that like, like you know women are like blanketly oppressed in the same way because you know like intersectionality and like privilege comes from different places too so like white women for example are Mm -hmm. more privileged than other female groups and like trans women face different oppression you know and so right yes i agree yeah and like obviously obvious well and the other thing is like yes we have the more like i don't know the moral high ground i think is like a funny phrase but i don't think it's like a true phrase right because like it just depends what you're talking about just like it always does sure but right it's just you like can be a an oppressed woman and kind of be and, and kind of be an asshole yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah yeah absolutely but no it's a good like, and like back with like the intersectionality thing like it's like yeah what are we talking about how do you you know right. what i mean 
Uh-huh. And thank you, Terrell, for writing in. Ter- yes, Ter- go yeah. check out Terrell's podcast, Health Science for the Rest of Us. Oh, yes. yes. We've been featured on that podcast. You have. We have, yeah. yeah. Um, it was a while ago, but our episode on pap smears versus pelvic exams was, nice. was featured. Yeah, uh, which is exciting. Um, should we read another one? Yeah. Okay, so a lot of people had this in the same vein, which I'm going to read all of them, but um, Madeline Knott, one of our friends, um, she says, my favorite part is nurturing others. I'm not sure if that is female instinct or a societal construct, but I love taking care of people and making them feel better. Um, and then who else said that? Oh, so Allison Pierick, another of our classmates and friends, um, says, I love being a woman because to me, it means I can do anything. I can be nurturing, loving, athletic, grumpy, and so much more. So kind of two of those nurturing ones right there. Yeah. Nurturing. Yeah. That is something that women are seen as. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I could. Do, do you think it's it's innate versus a social construct? Probably both, right? I think, I think it's, it's mostly a social construct. I mean, it might be. I guess it might be a little bit of I both, think, but at this point, it's mostly a social construct. I don't know. I've, I fall pretty hard on the social contracts, construct side of things, but I guess uh, you could definitely see it as... I mean, if you like to nurture people, like... That's great. Yeah, you should embrace. Well, that. there are. I mean, there are clear advantages to say nursing your offspring. Right. Well, nurturing, that's what I was gonna nurturing say. Nurturing your offspring. I was gonna yeah, say it's like that's true. So I'm like a definitely a both camp. So I think it's I think it's an ev- obviously an evolutionary advantage, which mm-hmm. makes me want to say that it's innate. But I also think it is definitely a societal. I think it's more of a societal expectation. Yeah. Like okay, it's that hardcore makes sense. an yeah. expectation. Yeah. Okay. I think that's a better, maybe a better way. To, yeah. yeah. But like, because, okay, for instance, like, and there's lots of different ways to be nurturing, right? So like, for instance, like, I don't want to have kids, but I love nurturing my friends. So like, I would say like, I'm pretty mama bearish when it comes to my friends. Like, if you mess with my friends, like you're going to get your ass chewed, mm. you know, like that's how I roll. But I like, don't want to have kids. So, like, I don't want to like have my own kids, but like. I like to yeah. take care of people, and that's different. Obviously, I'm going to be a doctor, so I enjoy taking care of other people. Um, but, yeah. I yeah, I mean, know. I would say there are definitely females out there who aren't nurturing. Yeah. And don't want to be nurturing. Yeah. And there are definitely males out there who are are nurturing. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. Mm-hmm. But... Yeah, this is, like, uh, on, that, on that vein. So, I think it's Gloria Steinem who said, like, we won't have true equality until we don't just raise our girls like our to be boys but we raise our boys to be like our girls and so like i was talking to adam about this because we buy all of our nieces and nephews we try to buy them like very like gender neutral like stem we try to get them interested in like stem Mm because like that's what we're interested in and so like we were buying like some of our nieces like some quote-unquote boy toys even though i mean they were gender neutral but anyway um but i was like you realize that like it's not truly equal unless we buy the boys quote-unquote girl toys right. too and he's like oh i like never thought of that but i was like there's nothing like i was talking to my mom about it too i was like there's nothing wrong with boys like embracing nurturing like boys should play with dolls because like if a boy wants to be nurturing like they should be able to do that so go uh go to youtube and type in free to be you and me and william wants a doll it's a good song mm. go do that okay later after the show after we're done now right now. don't do it right now you can pause it and do it right now nope. as long as you come back yeah just come back uh but yeah and then okay i also wanted <laughs> on allison's um she talked about being nurturing loving athletic grumpy and so much more so i love that i love that she says that we can be 
all these good things but we can also be bad things too we can be grumpy we can i mean bad is a whatever but um like we can experience a full range of human emotions exactly yes that's what i mean thank you (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) i'm like definitely grumpy a lot especially in the morning i would not have guessed that i know right it's very surprising Mm. i can be grumpy sometimes (laughs) (laughs) we know (laughs) yeah we do uh okay okay um but speaking of emotions so kate lincoln meyer another friend of ours says uh that she loves that she gets to show emotion i love myself a good cry session at a wedding movie etc which i totally would echo this one like sometimes you just like need to cry yeah i mean here's the thing and this is i often say that misogyny like hurts everyone Mm -hmm. males and few and this is one i think this shows exactly the ways like misogyny hurts males because emotions are considered a female trait but emotions are human traits you know and so the fact that females get to express them like that's a huge that's an awesome thing Mm -hmm. but so yeah no i agree i mean in society of course like everyone we think everyone should be able to express their emotions right but yeah what Um, society accepts and doesn't is another thing well i totally agree so like okay my friends make fun of me all the time because one time someone told me katie we never don't know what you're thinking like everyone always knows how i feel about stuff 24 7 because i like am very expressive of like all my emotions but i also like so grace and i talk about this a lot like i feel things when i'm feeling them and like i don't bottle things up because i did that for a long time when i was in middle school and high school and it like doesn't work and it was like very emotionally harmful to me for a long time and so like i'm to the point now like if i'm mad about something you're gonna know about it and if i'm happy about something you're gonna know about it and like i will cry at like any strong emotion like if i'm super happy i'll cry if i'm angry i'll cry if i'm sad i'll cry like just be, and I like to, I have had to like condition Adam to like understand this because like sometimes I'll be crying and he'll be like, ah, and I'm like, okay, I'm just crying because I'm feeling a strong emotion. Like it's not like any right. like there's nothing this for is, you to do. This is something I can relate to uh, from Adam's point of view because this is my lived experience as well. Uh, you know, I've had to learn. Uh, two things number one when christine's telling me about something horrible that's happened she does not want me to help yeah and number two when she's crying about something or otherwise upset i just have to uh, you know i don't i I can't worry about it like it's because it's just you know she's having an emotion that moment she's letting it out she's letting it out there yeah yep I know. I would say, yeah, the fixer thing is, like, really common. I'm definitely more of the fixer in our relationship than Adam is. But, like, I've realized that, like, I just need to be very clear with him. So, like, if I am crying, like, there's days, like, when I come home and I just had the worst day. And I just, I'm like, you need to sit here and, like, hug me and I'm going to cry and I you don't need to do anything. Yes. I'm like, you literally just need to sit here yes. with me. Yes. And he's like, is, oh, he's like, okay, I can do that. That is very helpful. Yeah. That is very helpful. Because it's actually stressful. advice for life. You yeah. know, that's like, say like exactly how, what you yeah. need. It's well, stressful for dudes, too, because yeah. then you're like, you have to, you're suddenly like, oh, crap, I got to fix something. Uh-huh. I don't know. I have no idea how to fix that, but I'm sure going to suggest some yeah. ways. I think yeah. that's like also just, you know, people in... I mean, I think it's a natural human instinct for you to, when someone d- divulges something, yeah. you want to fix it. Yeah. Like that's, it's, I think. It's not strictly a male thing f- for sure, but. I mean, it just, uh, I think it's, especially I feel like as doctor type people, we yeah. want to 
fix things but the best thing we can do usually is unless someone specifically asks you what you should do mm-hmm. and this is the advice i try to give myself in life is don't give it adv- never give unsolicited advice yeah unsolicited advice is just like the worst worst thing yeah. you can do yes. and also in all that, situations and and they're not going to take it anyway they're probably not going to take it even if they solicit right. the advice yeah. but you know exactly anyway which was that unsolicited advice yes. <laughs> i just gave yes <laughs> well if you're listening to our podcast i feel like it's it's acceptable yeah I'm not responding. Hey, we're to talking about our else's. experiences, though. So yeah, I feel I'm not like responding that's good. to anyone else's. I'm trying know. to find my cousin. Just tweeted something really good about this today. My cousin Cassie tweeted today, and she said, "If you're starting a response to someone's story with quote, at least you're not quote unquote, or quote, if it makes you feel better, I quote, stop and say the appropriate answer. I'm sorry. That totally sucks. Yes. That's good advice. Yes." I actually... Suffering is not a zero-sum game. Hmm. Damn, that's deep. I actually made this mistake the other day with, with Christine. But suffice it to say that I, I won't tell the story. doesn't really matter. Mm-hmm. But I agree. It's so hard, though. It's so hard, you know. Yeah, it is Especially really if you really care about the person and you just want them to feel better and you want to not, you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, and, and in my case, I was using it as a bit of a, like, a hostile, like, oh. mm-hmm. you know, and, and I'm not sure if hostile is the right word, but basically, like, you know, look, I'm also having a bad right. time. Right, yeah, you know, yeah, like, yeah, as in, like, yeah. suffering is not the only suffering in the world. Right, right, yeah. which is uh, unhelpful. Yeah, I think that, like, there's... So, I, like, obviously, I mean, I'm married, too. Like, I've... I think anyone who has, like, very deep relationships with people, like, you get into that where, like, you're both having a bad day and, like, you need to vent to the other person, but then the other person thinks that you're saying, like, oh, my life's so hard. Um, There was something else I was going to say, too. I don't remember. Uh, Yeah, so... Oh, feeling emotions. So, yes, I enjoy crying whenever I want to. Mm. Um, But also, like, I feel like I in the same vein like this is kind of like the the sisterhood and the emotion thing like i like am free to like love my friends as deeply and as passionately as i want to Mm. and like not be judged by it so like i can like hug them whenever i want like i definitely have friends that i like kiss on the cheek like and it's not weird and like i like the other day like i was i was driving to holly's house just to see her because i haven't seen her forever and it was like an hour out of the way for this interview I was going to and I like drove there and she was like let's be honest like I haven't gotten out of bed yet and I was like perfect and I like strolled in her door and like got in bed with her and we just like snuggled (laughs) while she read and like that's like not a weird thing for you know I feel like for like women friends and like there's lots of times when like I'll come over or like there was a time the other week where like Maddie came over to my house and I was like well I need to shower real quick so she just like hung out while I showered you know it's like it's just like these things that you can get away with because like it's kind of okay in society like mm-hmm. i don't know and i think i love the bromance thing like i think it's stupid that we need a label on it but like the rise of the bromance is like amazing to me but it's, it's so not fun. it's not at all the same as what you're describing but it's getting closer you think so yeah i don't know like um our friend dylan like he and adam are like so bromantic it's mm-hmm. like hilarious and I, I just love it because like I mean, Dylan's a lot like me where he's, like, very outgoing. Mm-hmm. And so, like, he, like, kind of forces Adam to do stuff with him. And it's <laughs> awesome. And I think it's, like, totally good for Adam because, like, but it is awesome. Like, and there's so many more shows. So, like, I feel like Master of None is a perfect example of this where, like, 
Dev and his friend Arnold, like, they have, like, such a bromance, and, like, the way that they interact with each other is so good, and it's, like, so deep and, like, real and true, and it's, just, I love that it's, like, being featured in media, too, because it's so fun, and also Corbin's taking selfies over herself. Yep. over here <laughs> not participating in the conversation i'm listening <laughs> i know she is i just wanted to say that i'm just trying to get some, she's so cute i'm just trying to get some sick social media content up in here she's like <laughs> I, I saw her like take one and then she like frowned and then like took one with the microphone this one's gonna go viral <laughs> <laughs> oh she's so cute we, we, is there a new another one we want to yeah there is more I was just gonna get I'm just opening it okay um let's see uh, okay so the last two so this just goes along with what we've been talking about so Grace Murray says the wonderful bonds I have with all of my gal pals woo yes Grace we love you too the sisterhood um and then Leah Murray who is Grace's sister precious um <laughs> says when I surprise people by breaking gender stereotypes which I think is like kind of goes along with the whole like I can do anything um, sort of thing, which is awesome. Um, but I also kind of want to point out that like something I'm thankful for, like just getting into the Thanksgiving is like that I was born in America and that I was raised by a mom who, even though she doesn't say she's a feminist, she definitely is a feminist mm-hmm. and like that my education was valued and that like I was told that I have value as a woman and as a person. Um, which I think is really cool. And obviously, like, that doesn't happen everywhere in the world, but it's very important. Or even everywhere in this country. Yeah. Um, but it's very important to who I am and why we have this podcast. Um, yeah. But, yeah. I would say my favorite thing about being a woman is also probably the that I can feel any sort of emotion that I want. Um, yeah, I mean, the sisterhood's awesome, too. I just, I, yeah, I think it's true. Like, if you walk into, a, you know, like, a bar bathroom at 2 a.m., like, it's, like, the most encouraging place you can be. The Oh, the other thing about, like, the fixing that we were talking about earlier. So there's, like, this thing on, like, a short video that's going around on the Internet that's, like, you have two kinds of friends, and, like, the girl tells one of her friends, like, some, you know, some guy did something bad, and she's, like... tells one of her friends what a guy like did something bad or like you know whatever like they broke up or whatever and the friend is like oh i'm so sorry like you're too good for him anyway you know it's like very like nurturing to her Mm -hmm. and then the other friend she like tells her the same thing she's like i'm gonna cut his fucking dick and balls (laughs) off and i'm like that's awesome and it's so true like (laughs) you're either like super nurturing or you're like i'm going to burn him to the ground wow and it's awesome um, so I have two things that are additions to stuff we've talked about before on the podcast that I mm-hmm. thought since this was like a, a listener feedback type episode that I'd bring up. So one is um, our last week's episode on reproductive coercion. Um, I just I thought of another thing that we didn't talk about, but there was this uh, Tennessee judge that granted inmates at a prison um, time off their sentence for getting vasectomies. Oh, yeah. Um, and I'd just like to point out that that's another form of reproductive coercion. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so this, I mean, this is illegal, or it's very unethical. I don't know that's technically illegal, but it's super unethical. Um, this is, like, it's, like, very hard to explain to people that don't understand, like, vulnerable populations. But, like, I've had a lot of conversations with people about, like, you know, giving birth control to people who don't consent to it. And, like, the ethical ramifications of that are terrible, And but it's, like, really hard for people to understand. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway... I just wanted to put that out there. Interesting. And OB has a very bad history with that. Yeah. Yeah, we do. Which I think Corbs and I have talked about doing an episode. Yeah. Yeah, that would be about, interesting. Yeah. 
Um, and the other thing that I want to talk about, so Allison Pierrick, who I mentioned earlier, she actually sent me a, a, something when she was listening to the episode where we talked about, like, the didelphus and, like, the multiple uteruses and stuff. So yeah. kangaroos, she said, look at kangaroo uteruses. So I did. So kangaroos. How interesting. I just talked about this on the Short Coat Podcast really? the other day. Just talked about this. <laughs> Go ahead. Okay. So kangaroos have... Uh, uh, three u- three vaginas and two uteruses. I didn't even know they had two uteruses. I knew they had three vaginas. Yeah. So I'll post a link to a like little article, and it has actually a really good like graphic of it, so you can kind of see. But basically, it's like <clears throat> so the uter or the vaginas are all connected. So like at the bottom, it's one, and then it like kind of splits into three ways, and the middle one is where the embryo. I mean the um the joey the little baby joey like comes out Mm -hmm. and then the two side ones are how the sperm gets up and so and apparently um it's this is the way it is in all marsupials and marsupial male penises are forked to like kind of shoot the sperm into the side uterus oh there was so much there was so much more that i I wish you guys could see my face right now. yeah (laughs) you should take a selfie now (laughs) (laughs) um and then at the top there are two uteruses so um so basically what they were saying is that okay so then also in marsupials marsupials have pouches right so the joey like climbs out so is expelled through the vagina and then climbs out and climbs into the pouch and attaches to a nipple so that it can like be you know sustained through milk and so basically they're saying that like kangaroos are perfectly made to like make multiple babies really fast because they can technically have three babies at the same time so one would be the joey that is big enough that it's out of the pouch but is still nursing the second would be the joey that is in the pouch nursing Mm -hmm. and the third would be the joey developing in the uterus still Mm -hmm. um, which is crazy town wow um but yeah so this is like just an interesting little just imagine there would be a lot of like he's touching me yeah that's so weird (laughs) i know it's real weird but anyway it's fun. What is wow, weird? there was a lot more what to that three weird? vagina story that I that I, I did not get into I know. on the other show. So yeah, but anyway, uh, let's see. So next week's episode, we're gonna have another guest. Um, our friend Mackenzie Thayer is gonna come talk to us about um, uh, the waiting period for abortion laws in in Iowa and other states. Um, and then in a few weeks, we don't know yet, um, we're going to be reviewing Roxanne Hunger's, Roxanne Gay's Hunger. Sorry, I got that <laughs> yeah. messed up. Roxanne Gay's book, Hunger. So, yeah, join us for Stay that. Stay tuned for that. Start reading now. Yeah. Why not? I have it from the library. So I Is it a long read? Uh, yeah. No. Eh. It depends no. how much you usually read. It's five hours on tape. Okay, there you go. There you go. Yeah. Plan Audiobook. A, plan a trip. Yeah. Thanksgiving. All right. Well, I'm thankful for all of you. I'm thankful for you guys. I love doing the show with you. I do too. I do too. So much fun. It's It's one of my favorite things. I love. I talk about it in interviews a lot, but I really do like it. Sames. It's very fun. But yeah. Okay. Well, everyone have a good Thanksgiving. Be safe in your travels. And we'll talk to you next week. Bye. Bye.